0: Being handicapped or disabled can feel like you're moving forward in reverse. I'm your host, Scott Martin. Join me and my new friends from this underrepresented community as we talk about disrupting the status quo and creating change within the world and within ourselves. Hey, life's a road trip. Hop in. Let's turn on some tunes and Go. With me in the passenger seat and managing the radio is Jackie Schold. I'm taking my intro from the About Me page on your website, which I think says it best. And it reads, Hello, I'm Jackie. I am overflowing with joy and awe that I am an art therapist and counselor. I love what I do. It blends my insatiable interest in psychology, my love for art, and my desire to help people live more intentional, meaningful lives. I appreciate that every day I get to have deep conversations with others about topics that significantly impact their well-being. I love working together to explore the answers to the complex questions like, why do I feel so much? If I know better, why can't I manage to do better? How do I stop worrying so much? And my life seems good, why can't I manage to be happy? I've intentionally worked to face and explore my own questions. I know change is possible because it, because I've walked the journey and I see it around me daily. I feel honored to bring the hope to others that at times felt so very out of reach for me. Hi, Jackie. Hello. Uh, you told me that you were on the East Coast for this week or so. What are you doing out there?
1: I am in the process of moving, so I'm here to just get some things situated.
0: Okay, and how's that going for you?
1: It's fun. Unbox-
0: <laughs> how how unboxed are you?
1: Oh, not at all. I haven't even packed. <laughs> okay, so
0: I'm. That's gonna- the norm. <laughs> this is Folks, preliminary Jackie's visit. normal. <laughs> yeah, okay, and it's going to take you months. I mean, that's oh, yeah. what happens. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. all right well you know welcome to the east coast out there <laughs> um i must tell you that I, I i love your art that's one of the first things i started digging into on you to see how what sort of products you were able to put out and actually folks the on the uh, uh life's a road trip website is the image that i like my my favorite of jackie's pieces uh, so take a look at that um, now you were moving from tucson and I wanted to ask you, do you get a lot of your inspiration for a lot of your art, especially the colors from your surroundings when you were in Tucson?
1: Uh, no, um, <laughs> because I'm an abstract artist primarily, and uh, it's coming from my feelings most of the
0: time. Well, your feelings have great colors. Because <laughs> that's you. that's what attracted me. <laughs> it's very interesting. And, and we're going to get into a, a book that you've illustrated and written uh, a little bit later in the show. And I think people. Folks should go on there and give you a, a taste of what you do, because I, I really like it personally. Um, now, I want to I want to first open with uh, getting into an article that you wrote. It, it's titled, I Experienced That Too, Does That Mean I'm Autistic? That appeared on Medium.com, and a link for that, folks, is on the Life's a Road Trip website, so you can get in there read it. And it opens with, whenever I explain a specific characteristic about autism, someone inevitably mentions but I have that experience too. Does that mean I'm autistic? Here's what I tell them: Go on. What do you say? <laughs>
1: okay. First of all, I want to say I'm impressed that you are so up on my reading. That was released. I think I just it. last week. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm on I was there. like, wow, that's <laughs> impressive. Um, yes, I wrote that because really, almost every essay I write, I have someone commenting. Um, yeah, but. I have that too, does that mean I'm autistic? And so I wanted to clarify about that because autism is a range of characteristics. And so it's likely that some human will, almost every human will inevitably have one of those characteristics. Okay. What is different is that they will not have all of them (laughs) that (laughs) autistics have as well as the intensity of the characteristic or the frequency with it, with which it occurs.
0: So this is autism has a spectrum, I believe. Yes. <laughs> and, but there are various ranges with, uh, within that spectrum. Yes. How do you know that you're autistic? How do you, how are you labeled
1: that? Well, th- that's two questions actually. because I'm <laughs> Well, because there's one, one question you're asking is essentially like, how do I get diagnosed? And then there's another question of like, how do you know you're autistic, which is a very fitting question right now because many people are choosing to not pursue diagnosis. And that's because the current diagnosis model for autism is primarily based on the Diagnostics and Statistics Manual, which for anyone who doesn't know, that's basically just what lays out all the different mental health disorders. And for autism, it's based on the external behaviors Mm -hmm. and they came up with those by primarily observing young white cis boys. And so what they're finding is this doesn't actually reflect the experience of other genders, of other races, of other classes of people, as well as it doesn't reflect the interior experience of autism. Okay. So, so fast forward to, you're like, okay, what is autism? So I conceptualize autism very differently than the DSM five. What I am looking at is how a person, perceives the world like how their sensory system is taking in in information as well as how their brain feels and thinks because an autistic person has far more neural connections that are constantly firing got it and it causes other parallel pathways to fire at the same time meaning your brain is just like ding 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 ding
0: ding 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 ding
1: all the time okay okay which which then causes Characteristics in like six primary categories. So when I'm working with someone, we're looking at
0: those six categories. Right. Now you mentioned, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, earlier that people tend not to want to be identified; they avoid.
1: What well, um, they some people are choosing to self-identify, like to say, oh. "I am autistic," <laughs> instead okay. of pursuing a formal diagnosis, because many times it's difficult to find a practitioner who has gone on with uh, continuing education to really understand autism uh, from a neurodiverse lens, which neurodiverse just means this perspective that um, it presents differently for different genders and different people and that it's not a disorder. Like we're here saying we as autistics and for anyone who doesn't know, I am autistic. (laughs) Um, we are saying this is not a disorder. This is a different neurotype and it's okay to be that. It's not something we need to fix.
0: Got it. Now, a few weeks ago, I, uh, did a show with Becca, Lori Hector and she is autistic as well, and, and we discussed autism, and she was mentioning uh, insurance issues and yeah. how it tends to be set up people of later stages. and I'm gonna we're gonna could be a good segue into what we're yeah. now going to get into. Um, how insurance, y- you need to be able to be identified as being autistic early on in order to gain the benefits of insurance, because otherwise, what uh, Becca was saying is they tend to avoid, uh, wanting to pay for bills uh, mm-hmm. because they w- would go back and say, well, you weren't identified early on. So that seems to be a struggle that autistics are having as well. So mm-hmm. let's yep. get into the segue then, because you also wrote another article. When I learned I uh, I was autistic, it all made sense. And a link to this is going to be on the Life's so Road Trip website. Mm-hmm. Uh, in it, you interview Priscilla Stuckey and, uh, about late-identified autism. In an earlier episode of, oh, I I already went over Becca, but um, I want to get into what you asked her, the question, how do you feel when you learned you were autistic? And she responded, relieved, exclamation. It was totally unexpected, a lot of relief. Uh, I have a lifelong habit of observing and seeking to understand my own internal rhythms. And over the years, I'd made uh, sense... Uh, a lot of sense about them. But there were a few things I kept tripping over, like being a headbanger as a child. What was with that? She wrote, Um, I get so overwhelmed from time to time. And she says, what's that all about? Or I find other people reacting to me in ways that seem kind of, well, odd. Uh, (laughs) When I learned I was autistic, it all made sense. Every last piece, I felt so relieved. And after the relief, I felt gratitude. So would you please get into, the late stage you know someone finding out when she was 64 what yes. that's like
1: yes and um this is becoming more and more common there people of that age who find out they're autistic they're referred to as the lost generation because we hmm. simply didn't know enough about autism for them to be identified when they were younger and so Uh, typically their whole life, they go feeling like there's something different about me, but I don't know what it is. And like just sensing that they're off, that they're weird. And so it becomes a huge relief to know, oh, it's just that my brain functions differently than most people. I'm not broken. I just have a different operating system.
0: And you seem to now second time to me as a person that's not labeled as autistic and I'm not going to say, Oh, why that happens to me? Maybe I am. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But it, it seems that you're really into simplifying it uh, and trying to get away from the taboos of autism. So therefore you must be a certain way. But again, what I'm getting from you and and learning some of this now um, is that it is how you described it before. It's just how the brain functions differently. That's all yes. it is. And people yeah. need to understand that and stop the stupid labels. Um,
1: yeah. Stupid labels as in, as in
0: people, from my perspective, and I substitute teach and I used to teach and mm-hmm. I, I was around students all the time that if someone, well, students like the label. And I know that uh, society likes to label as well. And it seemed mm-hmm. that The labels tend to be someone who's autistic, so therefore they're definitely off. And it's not an understanding of, it's just the mind working, as you phrased it earlier, just kind of going haywire. There's not that understanding.
1: Yes, I see what you're saying now. I just wanted to be clear because some people also ask me like, well, why do you even need the label autistic um, if you're just self-identifying? And um, I feel, you know, in this case, it unlocks a lot of information for you and understanding yeah. about yourself. But I know that wasn't your, your point.
0: No, <laughs> I do get it though. No, I think yeah. that that does branch off or is a, 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 bridge to what I was talking about because it still comes down to education and there's a lacking education and people aren't having an understanding on how things are. And hopefully things are getting better. Cause that's where I'm trying to take the show now. So <laughs> anyway, let's, let's venture off and I'm going to open up um, your book. And it's called uh, "Grief Is a Mess," and this is related. Well, I'll just read it. And uh, the opening it says, "For my mom, I still so cannot believe that I uh, have to live the rest of my life without you. Thank you for loving me unconditionally, showing me how to laugh amidst pain, and encouraging me uh, to use my skills to help others. I love you more." Could you get into? I mean, obviously, that's the inspiration. Your mother passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, what? What? In well. Let me see, how can I phrase it? Um, I guess I'll just simplify. From the back side of it, I read through what's available on Amazon, and I think it's extremely helpful, or would be extremely helpful for people. It's not just autism. It's how you presented things, and you, again, simplified. And that's what I'm mm-hmm. finding you doing so far on the show, and I appreciate it, Jackie. So could you talk about that book, please? Grief is a Mess.
1: Yes. Um, I wrote that the year after my mom died, that was nine years ago, which is crazy. It's getting um, out there, <laughs> It was just I was just so lost in sadness, as well as everybody in my family responded to my mother's death differently. And there was a lot of pressure around like, well, why aren't you doing this or why aren't you doing that? And mm. kind of everybody judging the other for how they were responding. And so I made cartoons about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so anyone who doesn't know my book, it's a book of illustrations about the range of grief from the different emotions we experience to the different physical characteristics, all those things and I just wanted to validate that range and to say like look, none of us have the answers of how to get through grief. We're just like breathing, <laughs> trying to yeah. like it, keep going. Um, and so maybe let's be a little nicer to ourselves and others in that.
0: And accept it again, simplification. I'm going to one page. It says someone uh, tried to tidy it up with five stages and, and it looks like a cat One denial, anger, (laughs) depression, bargaining, and acceptance Mm -hmm. that I think says a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the earlier pages on setting people up for, Oh, this is what's in the book. And this helps them, probably find comfort. And I would assume that that was one of the rationale for what you were trying to do with it. But I think you do an outstanding job with it, Jackie.
1: Thank you.
0: I I think it shows off a lot of your talent again. So Thank you. um, it's that time in the show and we are starting to get uh, noticed by folks. And I've actually found a couple of ads. Uh, oh. So we need to take a, a two second ad pause so someone can drop in an ad here. So here we go. Okay. We're back. Hopefully it was a decent ad uh, <laughs> and nothing so stupid. Yeah. I could, I actually was able to uh, pick over what types of ads can be dropped. And of course I stayed away from politics uh, and anything like that. Cause I don't want some politician getting on anyway. Wait, um,
1: can I ask a question about yeah, your go. ads? Do you yeah. have people like individuals do ads too? Like if nah. they do like services for autistics or something?
0: No, because what it is, uh, and I notice it today because my wife and I listen to um, Sirius XM quite a bit and they just drop in ads, or I should say Pandora uh, just drops in ads. Okay. If I'm listening to my Tom Petty radio station, they'll just drop in a couple of ads. It's all automated, it's based on. Who's listening? Where they're listening from, oh. and whether... Oh yeah, it's crazy.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: okay. no one well, has to do that. That's very anything.
1: sophisticated.
0: I, <laughs> I I'm learning a lot. Um, it's really cool. And a couple of people, I, uh, a couple of ads that have been dropped. I've been okay and please, I'm not because I can also cut them out if I hear huh. an ad that I, I can pull it off.
1: So, oh, that's nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have I have some control. So yeah, folks. Hopefully, it's a McDonald's ad and you're hungry. <laughs> All right. So um, let's shift gears and get into uh, your podcast. It's called uh autistic unscripted and i want to talk about uh, um making friends a, as an autistic now um i'll read a little uh, opening from it it's uh, it's an expansive new show, new talk show for two and i love this uh it's got a hashtag uh, actually autistic folks mm-hmm. um join us as we explore explore the weird and wonderful autistic identity your co-host is Jennifer Allenbaugh, and i want to read a piece here about uh Now, Jennifer coaches other late-identified autistic and ADHD entrepreneurs uh, to embody expansiveness so they can thrive in business and in life. And her website, here's talking about ads, expansivemindsetcoaching.com. Here it is again, folks, expansivemindsetcoaching.com. Tell uh, Jen that I'm going to send her a bill for that plug, okay? (laughs) Uh, So talk to us. Why don't you just open it up and and say, I I listened to one show and I thought it was really fun uh, making friends Mm -hmm. as an autistic and you guys were bantering back and forth about what it's like. So go on. Yes.
1: I called Jen my business bestie. We are both autistics and we talk all the time about what it means for us to be autistic. We both found out later in life. So me in my thirties, her in her forties about Mm -hmm. being autistic. And so we talk about, gosh, what it's like to find out that late (laughs) in life. And then we, at one point, we like, we should just make a show of, like, these topics. And so we did a full season. I think it was 10, 20-minute um, episodes on YouTube of us talking about the key topics, um, which was a lot of fun. But I got to say, like, I realized, like, video is not my medium. <laughs> I am primarily a writer, an artist. Uh, it, yeah.
0: We're getting like- you out of your shell, lady.
1: Uh, yeah, yes. yes
0: you <laughs> You're <are>. doing fine. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think you guys are open. Again, I think it's meant for or what it does is allow people to experience other autistic folk to, to just talk and to get it out and to hear and learn from more that, hey, someone else is talking about, it, so therefore it's okay for me to be autistic or finding out that I'm autistic, I think. So I, a lot of times when I'm doing these shows, sometimes it's when I'm studying the person or sometimes it's during the show. And yours is when, during the show here, I'm really finding a thread that runs through you. And I think a lot of it has to do through your art and things. And what, well, what you did in Grief is a Mess is there's a thread I think that you wanna help people and you're honest and open and you're just presenting things. You're giving people an open window into autism just as part of life for them. Yeah. I, I applaud what you're doing, dude.
1: Thank you.
0: Um, but you just said something you didn't. And I didn't learn this about you. You didn't find out until you were in your 30s. So mm-hmm. you got some degrees. And mm-hmm. so you didn't go to college to do this. What'd you no. go to college for? What was your
1: my undergraduate was in uh, English and writing? So
0: Huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm a writer, so it that that tracks, but Okay, got it. That was my undergrad.
0: Yeah. And so then I did my math. Then credential- I went back
1: to school when I decided I wanted That's to. That's oh, where sorry, these
0: go <laughs> no, no, no. That's where these come in, your credentials.
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: A T R dash B C. Uh, it was so
1: fancy. <laughs> yes, it is.
0: <laughs> I had to look it up, but translate, please.
1: It's a board-certified art therapist. Is uh, one of my... Uh, BC
0: board-certified. Yeah. APR art mm-hmm. therapist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. And then what's the yeah. LPC?
1: Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor, okay. which okay. just means I'm a mental health counselor.
0: Okay. And when did you work on that? What, so what I, I
1: went back to school in 2016 to so get my was,
0: masters. Was that after you were diagnosed? That was before I
1: was. That was before um, I found out about autism. So,
0: but you went into art therapy not knowing, and then you came out of it. Isn't life freaking weird? You <laughs> came out of it, and it and it's perfect. It yes, seems I, to fit. Um. Odd.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, I often. I used to set huge goals for myself and the older I get, the more I'm like, wow, the universe gives me things far cooler than my goals. <laughs> so.
0: I think it did give you something here because it, maybe it tugged you into doing this because from everything I've read, this is a fit for you. And I think you're a fit for it. Um, Which leads us into your website. I'm going to open up your website and uh, mm-hmm. I want to read, the opening that's a great smile by the way uh it says hello i'm jackie i am au- an autistic art therapist i work with newly identified autistics and those who suspect that they might be autistic i help autistics who felt broken uh who felt broken their entire lives who experienced a lifetime uh of feeling too much and yet not enough we couldn't learn to trust them who couldn't learn to trust themselves because they believe something was wrong with them that's deep but it's also light at the same time. So here we go again with newly identified. How do people find you and how do you hook up with them to go down a road together to find out if they truly are and how the heck do you use art to do that? Boy, that's broad, but go for it.
1: (laughs) Nowadays, most of my clients find me through my writing. I'm a writer on Medium. I write at least one essay a day about autism because I love writing. Wow, And really, like you said, I'm just writing about things as I learn them and as I have conversations with my autistic clients and um, it's kind of like learning in progress. (laughs) And so most people find me as a therapist through that writing and most people who come to me suspect that they might be autistic or either like, Hey, I'm autistic and could use some help in learning how to work with my brain.
0: So you've got two routes you, you might have in someone that's the article you wrote recently about people thinking that they are, mm-hmm. do you come across people that no, damn it, I, I am autistic because I, I had this, I know I am, or is it more, could you help me to see if I truly am?
1: Um, I think it's 50, 50. Some are like, eh, I'm not sure. Could you help me? And others are like, no, I know I'm autistic. Can we talk about like what this means for my life?
0: do they bring you their doctor's note saying that they're autistic <laughs> or do you just go with what they think?
1: Um, some are diagnosed and some are not. And I just go with what they think. And um, I've yet to encounter someone that I'm like, yo, let's talk. You are not autistic.
0: <laughs> okay. So you're upfront about that.
1: Yeah. And oh yeah. It would be. be if I thought they weren't, I would. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I, below that part. On, on your front pages, I, I provide art therapy so autistics can, uh, list them, understand their autistic identity, identify their unique autistic characteristics, learn to work with their wonderfully autistic minds. Very cool. I definitely want you to get into that. Uh, liberate themselves from self-judgment and shame. That's a biggie too. Yeah. Trust themselves. Ooh, yeah. Feel excited to wake up each morning and experience joyful, meaningful lives. That's quite the list. So I want you to really get into, learn to work with their wonderfully autistic minds.
1: Yes. I'm glad you asked this because most traditional therapy techniques um, need to be tailored to autism, meaning as they are, aren't effective. So for instance, uh, one thing about autistics is we have what I call constellation thinking, we have one thought that then triggers like a hundred thoughts. And so our minds are just so full. And so if some therapist is like, I just need you to practice emptying your mind, letting your thoughts go, like, which is a very traditional therapy technique that is okay. not going to work for us. And we're going to feel like even <laughs> crazier. And so, so
0: no one's going to be lying on a sofa. <laughs> uh, just, Yes. Okay. Yeah, like, like There it.
1: are other ways to do that though. Okay. For instance, I do an art therapy technique where like you're moving, making certain lines on a paper in a complex way that it, it is so complex. Your brain cannot think. Okay. So we have different ways to give our brain a break, but we have to kind of be doing other things in order for that to happen.
0: Okay. So again, it seems pretty simple. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, back to your website. You've got mm-hmm. a, a services tab and mm-hmm. you've got five. Autism, business owners, grief, overwhelming emotions and thoughts, religious deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I want to touch on that one. I want to yeah, stay on I, politics, but <laughs> religious deconstruction, what is that?
1: Well, so I did my thesis and my master's program on um, people going through religious deconstruction. I designed a whole art therapy curriculum (laughs) based on
0: that. Yeah. For people art and religion.
1: Well, basically for people who grew up in religion and found the beliefs to be harmful to them, like, and and I'm not saying this is religious teachings that are harmful. It's often like the way our culture interprets religion. Like you must be good. You cannot sin things like Mm -hmm. that, that aren't helpful to the soul. Okay. And so, um, I help a person, well, not I, but the art therapy and us working together helps them to kind of heal through that, as well as when you're deciding you no longer want to be with a religion, you're kind of left with like, oh my God, what are my values? What are my beliefs? What are the behaviors I should have? It's really forming a whole new identity. And so we look at how to do that, which is ironic in that it's kind of the same work I do in autism now.
0: Interesting. So again, are you saying that you didn't intend for this to be part (laughs) of the package, but you, you're able to sit back and look at, you know what, that actually there's a relationship. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start. Yeah. You mentioned something about life. I mean, it's just, (laughs) it's just out there about how you can stumble into things.
1: Yes. And you reading over my website, I was like, wow, I need to update this because now I solely work with autistic clients. Like I, um, I mean, I I have clients that have experienced things like grief and religious deconstruction, but, um, now I don't have people coming to me for those other topics. They come to me for autism.
0: Okay. Now on one of the pages, (laughs) I love this, Jackie. This is cool. You have, um, What if someone sucks at art? (laughs) You're honest again. Yeah. Get into that.
1: Yes, because a lot of people are like, oh, I could never do art therapy. I can't even draw stick figures. And I say, oh, my gosh, you are the perfect person for me then, because art therapy is not about the end product. It's about the process of making. And most of the things we make, quite frankly, are ugly. So like, I mean, we're doing like scribbles, we're splashing paint, we're making, you know, just all sorts of weird things. And it's not about the end product.
0: So is this a process oriented piece as in, is it about the process you, you find something that, and it sounds like art would be something natural that triggers someone to be able to finally release from their own thoughts or their own perceptions and then it just comes out and you're able to, then you guys sit and talk about it. Is that, I mean, what do you use? What do yeah, you, what I do, mean you that, do with the art then? Uh, you guys talk about uh, it or just it's a vent and that's all it, it is. Yes,
1: we we definitely tend to talk about it, but it also depends on what art was being done and in what context, like it's such a wide range. And I really try to tailor what we do to the person and what I think will help them the most, because sometimes right. I'm like, oh, this person needs a little more insight on this issue and the art can help that other times they don't need insight. Sometimes they just need to get these angry thoughts and emotions out yeah. and release them. And that's, you know, a different thing. We're
0: release doing. the hounds.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. I want to wrap up us talking uh, again on this. And you are an interesting person. Uh, Tell us about what the the fun letter is.
1: Oh, my fun letter. Yes, I I
0: noticed that.
1: Okay. Yeah. So everyone's always like, you should have an email newsletter. And I always felt like that was a lot of pressure and a bit like, I don't want to just talk about myself And then, I don't know, one day it just dawned on me, like, I could have a fun letter, like, say all the things that are fun. So it's, I'm basically just saying, like, here's the weird things I'm doing in my life right now. Kind of reclaiming what fun is, because for autistics, we've often been told, like, like, for instance, I love writing, and that's so fun to me. And someone else might be like, Oh, Jackie, you're such a nerd, or you should get out more. But it's like, No, this is what brings me joy. And I'm doing it. And so that's, what I'm doing in my fun letter, as well as that's where I update people. If like I have an opening for a new client or if I have a new offering, something like that, I put it in the
0: newsletter. So people can go on your website. And again, the, the website is going to be a link is going to be on the lifestyle road trip website. So people can go on there and sign up to, for the fun letter. Correct.
1: Yes, and it's actually my only way now that new clients can find out if I have openings because my wait list is uh, at least two months at this point. So when I have a new opening, I just put it in my newsletter.
0: So when we first got on, and this is before we we hit uh, record, you were telling me about a lot of this is now online. So people in, (laughs) I don't know, uh, Seattle, Washington can reach out to you and, and do some of this and do it online, correct? It's not yes, just people ha- sitting in front of you,
1: yeah, actually, I've had someone from Seattle, so oh. I also Ooh. one of my other licenses is I have an international expressive art therapy registration, <laughs> like yes, I know you need it you're a deep but uh, this allows me to work with people across the world, so like I have some clients in Australia, I have had them in other places, and so um, yes, we meet for forty five minutes online in our sessions
0: because we have from listeners there. from all over the place. I mean, it just weirds me out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, after we hit 20,000, uh, over the weekend, I really went in and started digging in about where, where are we getting the listeners from? It's just blows me away that people all over the place are starting to pick this up because we're touching on something that nobody else is doing. So Mm -hmm. talking, going back to what you said with the fun letter, this gives me joy. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I want to slide into and wrap up the show with the road trip roundup. Now, Jackie, there's okay. five questions I'm going to throw at you. You just kick back and okay. just, maybe it's going to make you just think or not think. So question <laughs> number one, when road tripping, do you tend to do fast food or local diners? That's mm. road tripping. You're just popping okay. in for an hour. I'm
1: so it. sorry, but I'm going to go in the middle. I do grocery stores.
0: You are a- weird. Yeah. What? Well, but you do,
1: also I, as an autistic, I have a very limited diet of things I prefer. And so oh, okay. grocery stores, it's easier to like, be like, I'm going to get some grapes. So I'm going to get this.
0: Oh, so, so you just do pickups. Like, you know what you've got, you might have something there. Jack. <laughs> it's just, okay. I yeah. got it. You're not weird anymore. <laughs> Maybe you're starting a trend. <laughs> That makes sense, really. I mean, I
1: do eat out, but uh well, yeah, my, I have a right. very sensitive digestive system. Okay. So I try I try to just eat simple things as I travel. Okay.
0: What's your dream car for a road trip? It could be something you grew up with, something you have, or something maybe you'd wanna rent in order to go on a road trip. It's like I'm gonna be doing a coast oh. trip. Yeah. Well,
1: I this is so funny. This is on my mind because I'm gonna be driving across the east coast as I move with there my dog. Go. Uh what do I want? I think it would be fun to take a, um, what are those things? An RV. I don't want to drive it though. I don't want to drive it. I want to be a passenger. Let the dog drive it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, cool. You're the, the second, uh, guest has, has yeah. said that. So yeah, it does get, oh. see, I'm, t- I take some ideas from this and I talked to my wife Sue about, you know, well, you know, it's getting us, we're, we're actually leaving on, on Sunday. We're heading out with her uh, sister and, and, uh, brother-in-law. We're doing uh, music in Tennessee. We're going to Nashville and then Memphis. And uh, I'll I'll bring up some ideas. I definitely think that we're not going to be doing fast food. Uh, We're going to be doing like more like local diet. Maybe we'll stop at a grocery store. Um, (laughs) Here we go. Now I'm getting tricky. You're on the younger side, but I think this still applies. What's the last cassette or CD that played while you were on a road trip? Mm -hmm. Don't say Sirius XM. Mm -hmm. There had to be something that you've popped in.
1: Uh, it was, I'm sure it was a mixtape CD back go. when I, I would burn, like my friends would burn me music. Okay. And so that's, yeah, I know that's not like a.
0: No, 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 no. specific no. It,
1: group or something. No, it's but not. You say that's what, what you was. did. Bur- yeah. We used to burn CDs a lot. Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. So Yeah. No, we used to do that back in my day. They were on cassettes, but, um, all right. Okay. Next number four, Coke or Pepsi.
1: I don't drink soda. The carbonation hurts my stomach. Oh, okay.
0: So when you're in the grocery store, what are you picking up to, to drink?
1: Oh my gosh. I love orange juice right now. Oh, So it's kind of like what my mood is, but I love juice um, and water.
0: Okay, cool. Last one. This is always, I love this question. What's your favorite road trip memory? <clears throat>
1: First, I laugh because I went across the country with my grandparents and my cousin And we got in such a huge fight, my cousin (laughs) and I, that we were young to be fair, like seven, eight, and I chucked my hairbrush at her, and yeah, and we we laugh about that all the time now. Like it was a, it was both a fun and an awful road trip, but it is like the best. It has the best stories for just like how awful we were to each other, so yeah those
0: are some of the yeah the family we get along choice. now for the record okay i wonder if one of you would show the other one a hairbrush and then just look at it i know we do and- actually we do. Like, hey, Mari. <laughs> oh god okay hey we're we're done with the show this has been great i want you to stick on after we say bye-bye to everybody but i'll just say ciao and chillax everybody and uh keep listening thanks for listening Check out previous episodes with new ones dropping each Tuesday. If you don't see a synopsis of this show where you're listening, visit our website at lifesaroadtrip.podbeam.com for more information on this week's guest. This is your host, Scott Martin, reminding you that life's a road trip.